Don't tell me how many people you know. Tell me what you have learned from them. In a world that bombards you with information, full of busy cities, and a fast-paced lifestyle, we tend not to pay attention to the people around us. Our society turns around us, and the most incredible being could be sitting next to you. But how could you tell if you barely speak to them, if you barely engage, if you barely listen? And why should we remember you? We believe that everyone has a story to tell. We believe that listening is powerful and can build strong relationships. We also love stories, and that's why we bring on air the most amazing, yet regular persons we know to tell us why, when they're gone, we should remember them. And you? Why should we remember you? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Why Should We Remember You? Today I'm joined by Jesse Linnertz, a person who studies at my school and I knew a year ago. And we are here today to get to know him better. Jesse, welcome. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Jesse, who are you and where <laughs> do you come from? Um, I am originally, I've born in the Netherlands and Heerlen, it's like the south, south of the Netherlands. Like I'm the weird Dutch guy because I think if you talk to any other Dutch guy, my accent is just weird because I'm from the south. Um, and who am I? I am, uh, yeah, I'm a 20 year old boy man almost man living in Bilbao right now for my studies and we're doing the same studies Lane International that's right and that's a whole adventure so and yeah who am I that's always a hard question to answer right but I'm searching for who I am that's for sure okay well let's see what you can tell us about yourself today here Jesse, what is it like to be from the Netherlands? What is your opinion <laughs> on the level of freedom that the capital of your country enjoys, especially being from the south? Yeah, you. but it's not only the capital, though. Ooh. It's like... Netherlands is super free, like super free. And a lot of people think like have this idea that only Amsterdam with its marijuana and like prostitutes that that's the only place where that's allowed but it actually isn't it has the same rules as over the whole country of course and um yeah i think the level of freedom in my country is like amazing i really love it mm -hmm. and it's also one thing i really identify with mm -hmm. and that really shows that where you grow up like you just a part of you is your environment where you grow up and that's yeah. really what happened in netherlands like I have the same liberal idea that we all should be who we are and do what we want to do as long as it's between the law and it's ethical, you know, that's always a border um, you have to stretch in a way. 
because Netherlands for a long time was like really pioneering and uh, like 2001 was the gay marriage allowed like first in the world but I would say actually now a lot of countries are like making more progress than we are and that's a little bit sad to see um, but yeah like it's not only the capital it's like the whole Netherlands being super free and super liberal uh, but we can work more on it I really think so but to be from it is just amazing like I love it having the things I've experienced in my life is a big part because I could do it and it was legal in my country to do <laughs> you know yeah if you're yeah. if you're young you want to experiment with drugs or other experiences and in Netherlands you can just do that and also they teach you how to do it safe so they give you freedom but they also give you the responsibility which the I really like yeah and the education which is yeah. a super big part of the Netherlands yeah that's something I can back you up on because I've met quite some Dutchies uh, throughout my life and they all have this mentality uh, very attached to where they grew up of freedom of equality at least as far as I have seen and this uh, it is just about this mindset of you know uh, we should be experiment. It's okay to experiment with things, mm -hmm. as long as you know what the potential consequences consequences of things might be. Because they have the education, exactly. they have the education. You guys have the education to experiment with things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse, uh, how do you get started in the entrepreneurship world? Wow, that's a good one. I think it all started like uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago. I started my own Shopify store. And I would even say like in the past past when I was a kid, I would always, um, I don't know how you call those nuts. Like those, uh, those big nuts you get off the tree. I don't know how right. you call Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to call them. But walnuts, walnuts. So walnuts. we had a big walnut tree in our garden. And what we would do is every season we would get those walnuts together in boxes and we would sell them to the local supermarket, nice. which brought in. A ton of money like yeah. walnuts are expensive oh yeah like really expensive and that was always i really like to do that and then upon that also economics in school i liked it and it was quite easy for me to like understand the concepts of it and i really believe if you're good at something it only motivates you more to do something with it mm -hmm. and then a year and a half ago i started my own shopify store and it didn't run long but it made some profit mm -hmm. which was surprised it was surprised for me because i thought okay this is never gonna make money and it did in a month and i uh, closed it down after that because I what were you selling um <laughs> i was selling festival products okay like uh, the goggles with like right. the glass in it and um like little hair bands with flowers on it like everything for festivals you could buy there and it, i don't know what was the url again i can i can take it but um yeah it was super funny everything like the glasses with if you put them on you see like weird shit uh, those glasses and everything else like super alibaba <laughs> shit nice. that i sell on there but yeah and from there on i was like oh i kind of like this and then i found lane and i was like wow let's do this like let's make being entrepreneur or having the freedom to create whatever you want let that be something i want to pursue 
and then I went into Lane and from there the whole entrepreneurial journey started I would say so and what has been the experience like so far wow I could talk for hours about this because this is really, <laughs> we got time yes <laughs> because this is really like it's super hard that's the first thing like for everyone that thinks oh you're traveling and you're doing your own projects and it all seems super easy but it's like one of the hardest things you've ever done because you have to have your own discipline and yeah you can talk with me about this like you have yeah. to have your own discipline own path you have to guide your own project it all starts with you and yes. you know especially when you work with a team mm -hmm. uh If you are not balanced yourself, you, you cannot just come into the team and try to change things without first train, uh, changing yourself, which yeah. is, I think, a very hard thing to do. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's so true. Like, it is, you really feel that it, everything starts with you, but also to build up leverage to say, to hold other people accountable in your team. And especially in, in like in international teams, Yeah. For me being Dutch, I'm straightforward, I'm really to the point. And I still know like first month uh, Shanghai when uh, we started the team, we started the team in China. I was so straightforward to people and the Spanish, uh, the Spanish people didn't take it of my team. They couldn't handle how straightforward yeah. it was because they thought it was rude. Mm -hmm. But in my culture, that's not rude, you know? Yeah. So I really had to balance like And first it was, it, it went in phases. It was first me like, no, they should adapt. And then you're like, oh, I should adapt. And then uh, let's go from both sides, you mm -hmm. know? So it's really yeah. interesting to see how that team uh, spirit kind mm -hmm. of works. Yeah. And I would say the experience has been very hard, but also quite satisfying as I can see now how much I've grown in a year, which is a lot. And yeah i think that's the whole experience to like keep it short yeah it's super hard <laughs> <laughs> towards super hard yes <laughs> but worth it. um okay i'm pretty sure you have uh started a number of projects since a year and a half ago starting with the shopify store mm -hmm. and one of the most recent projects is the blue cherry the blue cherry podcast yes uh tell us a little about that uh, you started this thing with tim uh who is another person we have interviewed for this podcast last week actually mm -hmm. Um, and why? Tell us why. Where did the inspiration for this podcast come from? Um, I think it, the inspiration came from we both, like me and Timon, really like podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like he watches a lot of or listens a lot to Joe Rogan. And I watch, listen, watch, like you can also watch it on YouTube, but listen, of course, uh, a, a lot of Dutch podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would say some like Misfit podcasts or like Tiny Meat Gang podcasts, which are not that serious. But I watch some Dutch podcasts that are really like serious, like uh, one is called Master Your Mindset. <laughs> you can already feel the vibe of the name mm -hmm. um, yeah that's that's really interesting how that works and we were like or I was the one saying okay I want to start a podcast and but I needed someone because I want to partner up and I want like a tandem because in a tandem you always work better than just alone and I always had super great conversations with Timon and just one day I said okay let's make a podcast mm -hmm. I can confirm that 
these guys yeah. to, to these two guys together uh, speaking are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank they're, you very much. <laughs> they're they're a lot of fun. Uh, what where is that going? Where is the blue cherry going? Okay, so we basically now talk about everything. It's just uh, getting our conversations online putting it out there and see if it can help anybody mm -hmm. and on this point we're just talking about everything uh, me and Timon live together uh, and when we're sometimes standing in a kitchen and something is happening we're like okay let, let's record it and we go nice. inside and we record it and it doesn't even have to be an episode because sometimes it goes way too deep for mm -hmm. that you know yeah um, which is also good um, but it needs to be real and sound real and have that real feeling. And we want to, uh, yeah, just for people that have the same problems and in their begin twenties that are just like starting to understand the world that's around them. We really want to like connect with those people and make a, a, a little bit more serious podcast about talking really about life topics. Where can I find the Blue Cherry podcast? Oh, you can find it at anywhere. It's not out yet. We're still recording episodes at mm -hmm. this moment. Nice. But I don't know when this episode comes up. But um, yeah, we will be releasing them on Spotify, that's for sure. Um, and on the other platforms, we still have to see because we distribute with Anchor. Mm -hmm. But Spotify, for sure. That's going to be well, one platform it's on. Looking forward to hear it and looking forward to be able to share it because I also recorded an episode with Tim the last time for yeah. Blue Cherry. We might do another one today. Who knows? Yes, we'll see later. Um, awesome. I don't. I don't know if the next thing is also a project of yours, but uh, someone told me that you wrote a book. How come you wrote a book? <laughs> it's not. It's not as much as a book. It's more of a poetry bundle. <laughs> And yeah, why did I wrote it? That's a very big story, but let's just start that last year, 2018 for me was a very heavy year. Mm -hmm. And um, my father was already sick for two years with MND, which like motor neuron disease, I think in English. And what that does, it, it just, Um, how do you call that? It paralyzes all of your body. It starts with your hands, with your arms, with your legs, and it slowly creeps up to your lungs. And eventually it just goes out, you know? So my father already had that for two years. And we were in a period that my father was going worse and worse. That was in December of 2017. And then upon that, we also heard, or my mother had some stomach problems and we went to the hospital. And there we found out that she had cancer. So I had two sick parents, which was crazy, like a roller coaster for me. It was like your whole life was turned upside down in like one moment with my father i kind of got used to it because i was already like me and my sisters my brothers were already caring for him like since two years but when your mother which is like your only backup then also gets sick that's like such a a twist in your life and And I still know that I quit up my job because I worked three years at a supermarket and I was like, I can't. Like I can't work at a supermarket while knowing that my parents, like that I have that time with my parents. And around 19 is around the age that you're starting to know your parents or that click in your head comes off like, ah, 
wait, my parents are also people. You know, that's that's a really <laughs> weird point in your life that you're starting to understand that. So what you're going to do then is you want to know them better and you want to really ask personal questions. And with this poetry bundle, I just, all the emotions and feelings that I had, um, I put in there. Like my first uh, poem was, I wrote it in the, in the, in the back of... Uh, the supermarket while I was still working there uh, on my phone like bits by bits I would just do it there and uh, after I stopped working in the supermarket I would just take the time of it and just write poems and poems and poems and poems and poems and like when I was like when I had like 40 poems I think I thought wow why shouldn't I bundle this and make more story around it and that's what I did. I made a poetry bundle that is about share with people that you love because you want to know them better and they have a lot of life experience. So, yeah, that was the inspiration for my book slash poetry bundle. And after it, um, after my mother died, so my both of my parents died, I decided to make that bundle and to like make my project out of it because I needed my attention to go elsewhere because in that in that moment you want to go in a survival modus and I wrote about that survival modus and about that like specific experience how you go through it um, how you connect with your parents how you ask really deep questions because if the time is running out you're gonna ask deep questions to your parent whether they like it or not and yeah that's everything I put in and I'm super proud of it and after it I I put it out and you can buy it on every Belgium and Dutch shop uh, bookshop you can still buy it uh, because it's um, if you buy it they'll print it for you and they send it to you that's the deal I did with the publisher and they're still being books sold today so I'm happy and we sold over like 300 books wow 350 books wow so and with that money I financed myself going to China like that's literally what where I paid my hotel from so like going back it was like it it was just destiny you know it was like fuck I got all my feelings into a book people understand me more and the plus side is I could give a great gift to my family and also earn some money for the next big step in my adventure, which was going to China, which was literally two months after my mother went. So yeah, that's my book. And Jesse, thanks a lot for sharing this story with us. Uh, That's something not everyone would do. The fact that you're sharing it (laughs) and share it so well. I'm here like, oh shit, I'm shit. No, no, but no. You're no, like, no, no, you're no, no, like no. super fine with it. Uh, that yeah. demonstrates a lot of strength. That's for sure. Exactly. But that's also why, why you write something. Because you want to share a story. And of course, I share this story with like the emotion in the back, you know. Yeah. But it's good to share your story and to help other people <laughs> to think about how they can use it into a own lives which also reconnects with the podcast it's just a creative output and you just want to put it out you know yeah and yeah that's I actually i think i can relate because the reason why rob and i started this podcast uh was because we were meeting uh, a lot of interesting people with a lot of things to say and interesting stories to share and 
it was just that emotional creative impulse that we were like we have to start we have to start recording this thing mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we decided to uh bring to the pod to this podcast people who aren't as famous as we think they should be <laughs> because of the yeah. stories they have and i think a story like yours and what you just told us um uh, is also a very it, it's a very interesting story on itself but it's especially interesting when it comes from someone who experienced it at such a young age mm -hmm. yeah yeah so, no but i totally feel you and Yeah, it's like, it's just a creative impulse. And that's the thing I love about podcasts and also yeah. about poetry. You write it and you don't touch it. You can't touch it anymore. With poetry, you still can touch it a little bit, but it, it's the art to get it on paper and yeah. just leave it there because th those are your emotions. Mm -hmm. The same is with podcasts. Wow. That's why I think it connects so well with people that want to find truths or that want want to find honesty because a lot of people are actually like turned off by podcasts that sounds too like glamorous or if, yeah if, because it's not raw and mm -hmm. like everyone likes that raw thing same as in poetry so i think that connects really well with each other well um i can totally agree jesse what does the word chaotic <coughs> which is a combination of chaos and order for those wondering mean to you You did your research. <laughs> I heard I like the word it. for the first time a year ago. I did my research on you. <laughs> yeah. No, but I like that. Um, what does that mean to me? I think the it's it's equal to balance, and keeping balance in your life is I think one of the most important things you can do, and one of the things you learn when you are maturing into like a better person or, or a better person uh, version of yourself that's finding the right balance for everything um, and of course extremes are good but extremes are not sustainable <coughs> and I think also one of the poems I wrote in my poetry book is about balance and is about Taoism and is about um, finding the line between chaos and order or like following that life or walking that path. And Taoism says it's it means Tao and Tao means the way. And I 100% believe that the only way through life is balance finding balance and whatever you do um and it's a little bit of controversial because a lot of people think how oh, about balance sometimes you need to do extreme things but also when you're doing extreme things like we're doing now traveling around the world make your own business which for some people seems crazy to do you need to find your balance any other way if you're a top athlete you're going at it every day eight hours to be at the top in olympic games in those recovery hours you're still finding balance to like guide you through this process so but i think ch chaotic means more like an organizational side right but i think it is the same as taoism it's mm -hmm. like the mix between chaos and order and having that naturally combine with each other 
instead of being at a hierarchy or like mm-hmm. anarchy mm-hmm. or something else. Jesse, so, how much do you embrace chaos and order in your life? Uh, that's that's a really good one. Um, I embrace order more than I embrace chaos. Okay. Yes, because for myself, I hate when when I'm being chaotic. Okay. So what I also i have <laughs> i've chaos and order tattooed on my on my heels this is where i wanted to get to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because it on the left it's chaos on the right is order uh, no on the left is order and on the right is chaos and if you put it together it's like ordered chaos and that's how i feel like a lot of the time and now i'm more drawn to order but my default is chaos wow And I think that's more the relationship with what I have with it. That I really, I'm, I'm really a person that wants to have safety and security. I also think that comes because of the, like 2018, like my, my parents dying. Like, of course you want security and safety. Yeah. Like that's the number one thing you're going for. And I still don't understand how I went two months after that to China. Like, I don't know what went there in my mind. Because if I replay that again, I'm like, wow. The chaotic was calling me and it, I just did it, you know? But now still in life, I, I don't have, I'm nowhere near the feeling of I balanced it correctly. Wow. But I feel like we're on the way of going there, you know? So Exper- ex- Speaking of that trip to China, uh, what was your experience there? How do you think that trip influenced your vision of the chaos and order balance? Thing? Oh, big, yeah. big. I went crazy there because I had the sense of freedom like I've never had because we're kind of, uh, how do you say that? were kind of uh, put in this always put in the situation of are oh, you n- need to know what you're doing you need to have a vision to go to mm-hmm. something and uh, also our environment teaches us to do certain things in life and I never had the feeling when I was in high school like I can take my bags now and I can leave to anywhere and in China I slowly started to feel that like wait I actually have everything to just leave in one second if I want to like that freedom is there and I think that kind of unlocked in my brain um, like that that potential freedom is there and that in my head was a lot of chaos because that was like opening a door with millions of possibilities Mm -hmm. and my brain couldn't handle that I'm still (laughs) struggling with that like how can I balance that you know but the experience in China I went, I went crazy partying like crazy <laughs> like doing crazy things my sleep Who my wouldn't? sleep schedule was shit um, I was with all these new people and you feel that you have to prove yourself also a little bit in this environment mm-hmm. and it was a really it was a crazy situation I can't call it or it was just crazy yeah. but it, it how it shaped me it shaped me in the form of okay that on this age I know I know kind of now what my priorities are I'm already happy with that like that I went so crazy in China that I now think okay it's good <laughs> to take it a, a little bit slower or to do your uh, yeah then your way you know so yeah I think that's China for me 
And after all these experiences, after the situation with your parents, the situation while well, releasing releasing a poetry bundle, a poems bundle, uh, experiencing China, experiencing Spain, because you've lived here for a bunch of for a number of months by now. After all these ten months, almost yeah. a year, after all these experiences, and after all you have done, how do you see yourself reflected in all this you do? Wow. That's a good question. Um, that's a good one. I think the number one I learned about myself and how I reflected on it, that I really like simplicity. As in, if I keep it simple and honest, it will come its way. And I think that was the biggest reflection. Is that, yeah? I think that's the answer to your question, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think this simplicity was the number one thing that I needed to find. And I found it in a way of, well, that's how I reflect to the whole time I did this. Simplicity was the one that kept me together. Mm -hmm. They say, you know, simplicity is the ultimate complexity. Oh, really? They say out there. I like I've it. I've heard that once. I twice. really like it. <laughs> well, we've, we've been speaking about your past, your present, China, entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and all these things. But you know what is something our mind is always wondering about and it's almost inevitable to, to think of is the future. And I also got to know, someone told me actually 24 hours ago that you are into politics, that you like politics. Yeah, I like politics. <laughs> yeah. So, Jesse, as a man... Who 